What Radio, the music you want. With your host, Steve Dan. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. Today on the program, I have a four-person band, In Bolg. I'm kind of excited to talk to In Bolg. I've been listening to their music all day long, and you get to hear them in your ears in the next few minutes. Now, it's going to be a technological uh, experience for me because I'm going to get all four of them on the phone on their own separate phone lines. Let's see how that works out. Kind of stoked about that, uh, stretching my uh, phone dialing and merging and conference call capabilities so yeah maybe i could fall flat in my face let's stay tuned see what happens this week's shows due to the novel covid19 coronavirus i have no public shows no private shows so (laughs) you'll be hearing podcast after podcast after podcast with yours truly make sure you subscribe that's right you're gonna hear my ear my voice in your ears while you're jogging or doing your thing, while we're quarantined for this pandemic. Ah, This needs to end. Come on, scientists, find a cure. Hurry up. Do it. Tired of this. (laughs) I want a hug. I I need hugs. All right. All right. Without further ado, let's get into it with Imbolg, the four great members of Imbolg calling Imbolg now. Hello. My main man, Nate. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's so good. Keys Dan with the What Makes You Famous podcast. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Oh, superstar. Super duper. All right, pronounce your name one time. Nate Dalcase. Uh, the band is called Imbolg. I like it. I like it. All right. We got the front man. Uh, what else do you do uh, for the band Imbolg? Well, I'm the founding member and the singer, songwriter, guitar player. And I run our label, Forever Autumn Records. Excellent, rock star. Well, it's time to get the drummer on. Let's get Ken Holly on the line. Let's- Hello? Ken Holly is on the line, merging. Time to get a keyboardist on here. Calling Hannah Steinbach now. Do the what makes you famous. Please state your name after the tone, and Uh-oh. Google Voice will try to connect you. <laughs> Keys Dan. <laughs> I'm on. All right, Hannah Steinbach Hi. is on. Fantastic. Yes. All right. We got Hannah Steinbach. Now, Hannah was a little bit more cryptic. She used a Google voice number. She didn't want to give out the real number. No way. No how. I do now. Nobody else knows it's my Google voice. Oh, yeah. I got I got a Google voice myself. But everybody knows my number. I put it on the bathroom wall, people. Let's get a bass player on the line. Chris Dynan. Oh, there he is. 
All right. I think we got them all on the line now. You know, when I was thinking about this podcast today, and I've been thinking about it all day long and listening to the sweet sounds of in Vogue in my ears, you know, putting up the rock and roll fingers, you know, the fingers, the, the horns while I'm rocking out to in Vogue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it and I'm thinking, wow, there's four of you and only one of me. I figure I'm going to sit back, relax, and let you talk amongst yourselves. I mean, we can start with the front man and find out more about Nate. Where where are you from? And tell the people a little bit about who Nate is. Start with your full name and tell them all about you. My name is Nate Del Case. I'm originally from Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. That's Bergen County. Um, I've just been playing since I was about 11 or 12 years old. And I went on to play in the high school band and I learned some music theory. You know, so I <clears throat> originally... I had a theme, like a Celtic theme, in case, um, I don't know if you saw, you know, some of the, the stuff with the Gaelic in there. Um, so I started with that, and I just have an eclectic kind of taste in music. Oh, know, I, I just, I, I'm a know. fan of the Celtic. I really am. I, I, I just bought a new yeah. kilt, uh, you know, just a utility kilt to oh, wear wow. around town. I, I've had a, an Irish national kilt since about 2000. I got married in that thing. Uh, you know, my, my Irish roots. Uh, so uh, I figured I'd, I'd uh, wear that and, and feel good. And I had bagpipes and, and I'm kind of a, an Anglophile. So I, I like things in the UK anyway, in that area. But, I, you know, so you, you have that going for you. So who's next in the band? Uh, who, who would call themselves out a, a, in the band in Bogue? Who are you? Let's go with Ken Holly. Let's go with Ken Holly. I have to agree. Nate's music taste is definitely uh, eclectic. <laughs> I have, I've, spent, I, I've spent many hours in, in a car with him, you know, riding to gigs, Baltimore and uh, other cities. And it's, yeah, wow! Yeah, you know, if you're listening to music, it could be metal one minute, it could be Jackson Five the next. You never know. <laughs> oh, I, I knew you were going to mention them. <laughs> well, they were actually my first uh, concert, uh, the the Jacksons when at the uh, the Garden when. Now, um, 80s. Now that's There's a good Jackson. I mean, I, I I like the I like the little Michael. I, I of course, you know, ABC yeah. and and you know, stop the love you you save may be your own. But the Jacksons, when they got back together, all all six of them, right uh, in in that yeah. area. I think I saw them down in Miami uh, in that time and in the eighties. I was a I was a high school student myself, class of eighty six rules. So yeah, I, I can I can feel the Jacksons. All right, Ken. Well, th that didn't really tell who you are. You kind of agreed oh, no, with so, with who Nate was. Ken Holly, <laughs> tell the people who you are. So, so I, I'm a relatively I'm, I'm a relatively new member of the band. I, I didn't record on the albums, but I, I, I'm touring and playing with them. Uh, so I, um, I grew up on the West Coast. I've uh, been trying to think playing drums since uh, I don't know 19 or so. Uh, completely 100 percent self taught. Um, and, uh, just, uh, yeah, just, uh, I just, I like the music. I, uh, enjoy playing with these guys. It's, uh, so far it's been a fun ride. <laughs> you know what you reminded me of was, uh, Ferris Bueller when he played his clarinet, he says, uh, self-taught, no lessons. <laughs> never, <laughs> oh, wait, no, never had one lesson. <laughs> so, so, so musically speaking, I'm actually, I'm actually a traditionally trained woodwind player. I, I've been playing, uh, clarinet and uh, bass clarinet and saxophones since I was 12. See, now you got to whip those out while you're doing your rock song. 
just whip out a clarinet just in the middle of it. You will blow minds. <laughs> the kids are there for an Envolve concert, and bam, here comes Ken Holly with his clarinet. <laughs> the only modern band that I've actually seen pull that off successfully on stage would have what I, I would have to say would be Tom Waits with the bass clarinet. Man, Tom Waits can do anything though. <laughs> he's, his own, he's his own genre. You better believe it. You better <laughs> as believe far as it. I'm All right, let's bring in a lady. We've had some dude voices. It's time to get a lady. There's a keyboardist out well, there. I'm a Hannah lady Ste- right now. <laughs> Hannah Hi. Steinbach. There she is. Yes. Hi. Um, how are you? It's good. Tell the people who you are. Well, I am the keyboard player now for Emballs. I also I joined last year. I was really, really happy because I, I had seen them play and I knew um, you know, Nate and um our other uh, the other female that used to be in the band, um, Kitty Hook, um, from you know, from the music scene in New York and so I was really happy to join them and they didn't have a keyboard player at the time. So I got the job <laughs> and I've been playing piano since I was eight. I was actually classically trained, you know, I went to Manhattan School of Music um, and then I gave it up for quite a while because I had to go to work and I didn't feel like I could do both, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and then I came back to it and I was in an all-bow band called Lilith. And um, a couple of other bands, and now I'm really happy to be with involved. Fantastic! And and you're from the New York area as well, Long Island. Yes, I'm a yes, I'm from Forest Hills, New York, like the Ramones. Oh, <laughs> twenty 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 four hours to go. You, you know what's I funny? Actually, met Johnny in the subway once. Are you kidding me? That the brushes with no, greatness. We talked for like twenty minutes, and then I didn't know what to say. You know, like I because we had talked for so long, it seemed like I don't know. We like <laughs> what were we going to stand in the subway talking? So I said, "Well, it was really nice meeting you." And I just I was the one that end it i mean but know? did he look like it's joey like, ramon did he have the long hair with the leather jacket oh, with yeah, the pins? absolutely yes yes it was after they were you know they become you know they their first record had come out yeah i'd be fl- I, I, yeah. i'd be without words oh no 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 he, they, they they were really nice i met a couple of the ramones they were really in you know other in my clubs and stuff really nice guys why well, I, really I know nice. I, I made a point in my my new year's eve party to play uh, i want to be sedated because it was 20 20 20 four hours to go you know it was like four nice. hours before I don't know. It, it worked out really well. Oh. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> you know, it's like 24 hours before 2020, 24 hours to go. Yeah. Anyway. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we, yeah. That's three. That's three out of four. It's time to get one more person in the band. And we need a bass player. How about Chris Dinan? Who are you? Hey, how are you? Oh, super oh, well. duper. Tell the people who you are. Oh, well, I am the newest member. Um, I've, I've been with um, Inbox for... A uh, few months, um, and uh, now I'm from New York and uh, self-taught bass playing for about ten years. Uh, I have a bunch of kids. <laughs> I got uh, 
kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, the top of the Rolling Stone. How, how many? Um, how, how many kids? <laughs> what you been up to? How many kids you got? Uh, two of them biologically are mine, and I have three stepsons. Hey, the man likes to have kids. He likes kids around the house. You consider yourself a good daddy? Yeah, never a dull moment. Consider yourself a good daddy? And you know, and, and it's great with this quarantine is that it's given me a lot of opportunity to um, have some intimate time with the kids to really like bunker down and teach them how to you know, introduce them to music. And um, I actually just uh, posted a picture on Facebook yesterday of um, my four-year-old holding the bass guitar for the, uh, correctly for the first time. Well, for those people that are listening in the in the future, you know, in 2030 and beyond, uh, this is being recorded as as we speak, April 1st, uh, 2020, April Fool's Day, and we'll get into this to see if anybody got any any pranking on today. But uh, you know, there is a a current uh, pandemic, a a COVID nineteen coronavirus, which is keeping people quarantined, and I, I think we've thoroughly uh, adhered to all the social distancing uh, with uh, having all five of us on separate phones in their own domiciles. And so uh, I think we're, we're right. adhering to the rules, especially yeah. in New York. It really got tough on you guys up there, didn't it? <coughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, the numbers, we're, the, we're at the highest. But, you know, you don't, I mean, you know, some people are working. Some of us are working, right, Nate? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm working. Yeah. So, so I, I'm guessing you got day jobs. Uh, there's Joe jobs out there. Keep the bills. Yeah, that's what yeah. I consider it. You yeah. Know, keep keep uh, the bills paid. You, you got to have an insurance job because a lot of artists are, you know, you have the word starving put in front of it. You don't get insurance. So you got to hustle. I got an insurance job well, too. You don't get health insurance. Right. Right. Yeah, I, well, it, it depends if um if you're a a union guy, but um. You know, playing in the band, but speak actually day job and pranking. Um, you know, that was actually an enlightening um, a moment of enlightenment for me. Um, many years ago, my friends were like, uh, this band obituary. They were a bit heavier, like death metal, if you will. Right. They were like, we found out where the one guy worked. I'm like, what? They work? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, there's signs. They have merch. He's like, yeah, but it's obituary. I mean, not to insult them. They're good, but. This is just what my friend said. So I was shocked that they, you know, uh, that these guys were like signed to a label and they worked and stuff. And my friend was just trying to, uh, you know, call up at his job and, you know, prank him. He was actually really successful. I was shocked. He um, was able to prank Walter Cronkite of all people. When was so this? Cool. In the um, 70s? Well, <laughs> No, uh, the 90s or something. There was some book of famous people's uh, phone numbers or, or something. So, you know, Yikes. he was able to do that. Walter Cronkite, funny enough, when he retired, nobody knew that he was Democrat or Republican. He happened to be a Democrat, a, a flag-flying Democrat. But while he was reporting the news, you never knew if he was left or right. He reported right down the middle. So getting yeah, to that, that was man. when they yeah. when the news was objective, where they tried yes. to be absolutely yeah. journalism. There was no yeah. left sided news and right sided news. It was right down well, the middle. It, it was well, uh, the, the news the news media wasn't based on ratings. 
yeah, yeah, you you reported the facts. Yeah. Here they are. Bam. You know, and you didn't have uh, well, I guess you didn't have social media as well, but uh, you know, you had the three main uh three television channels to listen to and Walter Cronkite, he definitely was he was the man, you know, back then uh, growing up. I, I grew up in the 70s. I I chewed. Uh, you know, even though I was too young to really understand a lot, I knew Walter Cronkite yeah. was on the television all the time. So somebody pranked him. I don't like that, but hey, it happens. April Fool's Day. Talking to in bold. Yeah, we got I got four members on the line. This is the first time I've had a four on the phone. I've had four in front of me in studio, but uh, I'm kind of excited. I don't I don't know how this is going to go. It, it could go. You could have stories forever and ever and ever. Uh, okay. So it, it, this is actually you, really cool. Yeah. Using sports yeah. terms. I would consider Imbolg in a rebuilding year, okay? Because he's got the the original member, the founding member, but then he's got some brand new blood, some brand new people that are playing and making you know something that has been established a little fresh. So you, you know how do you how do you feel joining a band that has been established uh, somewhat? Um, and tell me when when was was the first uh, albums? We'll go with Nate on that one. When was the first albums and when did that that incarnation break up? And then how did new members start uh, adding? Uh, well, the first album, um, it was in 2014. I, you know, I'll just put it like that. I, you know, we recorded it. I had um, this bass player I was working with for years. And uh, we had a session drummer on that album, actually. I did some of the keyboards. My bass player did some of them. And then we re-recorded some of the stuff. Actually, we, you know, put the album out. Um, but we didn't have it, you know, pressed on actual retail-ready uh, CDs. And then we fixed up the album a little bit. And uh, we put, we changed up this one song and included this new bass player, um, Lynn Hayes, who's no longer with us. And he uh, he played on this one song. So, you know, we just uh, <clears throat> put that one out. Um, that was in 2014. So that was yeah, the original so, yeah. incarnation of this band, uh, the Imbolg, and, and you know. uh, to be honest with you, there's been like people in and out and stuff. I mean, I'm a very bad judge of character. <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no, you know, not anymore. Not anymore. No, great now. No, no families oh, and they, friends. They, yeah. They've been kicked around a little bit, but he, but he, he's learned from his experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> no. really want to, you know trash anyone but um, i'm just like you know uh that's just i mean there's a whole history of this band that involves um you know uh just uh well every band's out. got that i think yeah. or a lot of yeah i can hear it in your voice nate it, it uh it affected you a lot you know just like any relationship like a marriage just it you know, when it breaks up, it kind of, uh, it hurts. It hurts a little bit. And I'm, I'm glad yeah, that you came like through it. Yeah, like a family in a band. Yeah, you know? I'm yeah. glad well, you came I through mean, it. You're supposed to be. A, a lot of, you know, I really hate to, like, just trash our whole generation. 
stuff, but everybody just, we idolize. I say this and I read a blog too. And I, I just say this because I, I do have a friend, um, Dan, that's actually closer to your age. Um, and he would tell me about how things were in the seventies. And he was like, you know, we would all hang out. It was cold out. We'd have our drinking gloves and we would just have like beers in the cold. And, you know, we'd make sure that the neighborhood was secure. No one was robbing an old lady or whatnot. People really looked out at this one guy was having problems with, um, with, you know, being successful with girls. We'd link them up with somebody, you know, just, you know, stuff like that. And one of the reasons, like, I always give Led Zeppelin as a prime example. And I don't know if anyone really knows why they broke up, but obviously John Bonham died. And Jimmy Page's exact quote was, I had such a great relationship with Bonzo that I couldn't, you know, continue on without him. So there was just that camaraderie and stuff. And there's just been even uh, one of my main influences, actually, and Chris's as well, uh, Typo Negative. They had said that we've just been, you know, such good friends for so long. You know, so that's, you know, people have just gotten a little bit more self-centered or they don't understand how, you know, stuff works. I mean, I, it's just, uh, difficult times to live in just, you know, um, you know, uh, socially and economically and whatnot. It's just, there's not that like, you know, Hey, let's roll in this together. Let's do this. I mean, I've had arguments with band members. All right. Thank you. You guys just set me off. It's just like, what? We have to work on something? Yeah. Well, I don't want to be sitting here it when takes I'm a- dead, like I'm dying. And, oh, I didn't get to do this because someone was too lazy. Oh, Nate, it, it takes a lot of sacrifice to be, to be a musician, to be a touring musician. You have to give up family. Well, you have to give up friends. <laughs> you know, it, it takes yeah. a, a certain type of person that would go out in the road and, and do, uh, you know, it, it's one thing to do a concert or, or an event that's, you know, a few blocks away, but to go even to another city or another state, it takes a lot of sacrifice, you know, and, and, uh, my, my man, uh, was it Chris had, had all these kids, you know, it's, it's tough to leave all those kids, isn't it? Yeah. Or, or maybe Absolutely. it's not. I like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's weird. I've, been, I've been trying to, it's really the nickname for him. I think it's going to be exhibit A because I've had people go, I have kids. I can't do this. I can't do Oh, come another, on. Um, well, yeah. There was my, well, this person I'll throw under the bus any day of the year. A bitch. Sorry. Um, my old partner, Charles Cudd. Um, yeah, he can. He's not going to sue me because he'll have to take a day off from his day job. Hey, hey, Shots um, fired. Hey, Shots and, fired. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Basically, well, he was Mister No Time. He, he would say it. it was just, uh, you know, he basically just does these things um, to try to impress women. He's kind of um, not successful at it. And um, it, it just kind of hurts because, honestly, he is now in possession of Lynn Hayes' face that was bequeathed to me. But people don't do the right thing. Well, let me stop you there, Nate. Uh, you know what does every heterosexual man do for any, anything for? Is to uh, to to impress women, of course. 
<laughs> yeah, that's but what, that's why what I, happens <laughs> is, I mean, well, uh, you know, funny to say that. The thing is, is that, you know, once someone, if someone's doing that for the sole purpose, then they meet somebody that they like or they get their hooks in the guy for whatever reason or whatnot. If it's not genuine, sorry. I mean, I know that there are women out there that actually care for the company of a guy and, you know, genuinely care for him want to have a future, but there are some people on both sides of it, you know, that just want what they want and want to change the person, if you will. And, um, uh, you know, the thing is, is that if you're in it for that reason, once you have someone that you can commit to, you're going to stop. But if you're a career person, if you, and same thing with doing it for money too. Like if you're doing it for the pure love of it, you know, that, that's a different thing. But, you know, I've had people who it's like, you know, I have one kid that I don't even live with and I can't do this, but Chris has, um, 34. And hey, oh, man, that's not, fair. that's not, that's not fair, Nate. I, I have a kid that doesn't live with me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I mean again, your business. No, oh, same. I, I have a kid that that fair. hasn't lived with me for a long time. <laughs> All right. Well, we've heard no, a lot. Oh, from... I thought you said the, the, the number. I, I exaggerated how many. <laughs> yeah. Have. Well, we've heard a lot from from Nate, and I'll, I'll get I'll get back to you. I know you have a lot of pain. I can hear it in your voice, man. And through and that pain no, comes creativity. Okay, but, yeah. You know, there are some other good examples, like um, the guy from Vigora. And, you know, he, he's a Pete, he's a good guy. And, you know, his band has played and, you know, they tour and everything. So if you really want to do something, actually, that would be good at setting a good example for, you know, your children. Um, I learned that from a friend of mine that I used to write articles for, for the Forest Hill celebrity, Joe Lara. <laughs> shout out to him. Um, but I'll shut up. Okay. Well, all right, Master Nate. Uh, we've heard a bunch from you, man, and and I can feel I, I feel something from you. Who was next to join the band, though? Well, Nate's, Nate's songwriting, I think, comes from his pain. Yes, yes. And yes. so, who was the next member uh, to join the band? I think it was Ken. Right? Ken Holly. Ken uh, came before me. Yeah. All right, Ken Holly, tell yeah. us a story. Uh, okay. Well, I guess first. First thing I should probably do is yeah, shout out, shout out to my hometown heroes, uh, uh, social distortion. <laughs> social D. Social, I'm actually from there, uh, where they're from. Okay, okay. I, I think social distortion, uh, social uh, distance, distancing is going to be the Oxford word words of the year. It has to be. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's crazy yeah, what we're going through. I, I, so I, I'm an IT, I'm an IT worker. I, I work for a, a British company, uh, but I've had a client that had me in the city uh, the last two weeks. Okay. Coming, commuting in and out of Manhattan. You and see, yeah. it, it's empty. Like nothing I've ever seen. How does that feel? All those big buildings. I I've seen some videos online where people are like in the middle of, of even Manhattan and the streets are practically empty. It's eerie. It I, 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 I took a few photos. I, I've got a photo of Fifth Avenue uh, from like 53rd and 5th going, like looking down Fifth and it's empty at like 4.30 in the afternoon. Spooky. Spooky. Um, 
remember the movie uh, I Am Legend? Okay, yes, with, uh, with, Will, I, with Will Smith. I, yes, I'm I'm waiting for the for the the grass to start growing through the sidewalk. You're the last man on earth, man. <laughs> so uh, Ken Holly, you're an IT guy. I like pocket protector, uh, horn rim glasses. <laughs> no, 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 no horn rim glasses. That's a funny reference, but uh, no, no, I'm more of a, uh, a small business IT consultant. All but, right, uh, dig it, man. So you're into computers. You know, I think they're going to catch on eventually. I, I, I'm very thankful because because with all of the all of the career paths that are out there and all the jobs that people have in the service industry. Mine still actually has work. Yeah, this is pretty much the only service that I'm still able to do, the podcasting. I mean, I still have the the online radio station. I know uh, one of your fans figured out that it was offline. Uh, for some reason, my hosting decided to to uh, take it offline today. So that's why uh, the, uh, the radio itself is offline. It will be back online by this weekend. I'll start loading it back up. But, uh, you know, the podcasting uh, uh, website is still up. So you'll definitely have that tonight but uh yeah it, it is is definitely important uh, people need to stay oh. connected <laughs> people working from home if there's any one thing that this entire pandemic has taught the it world is that our world's infrastructure just isn't enough yet <laughs> well you're finding out I mean, where where uh, we uh were vulnerable you know, it, it, we didn't have enough masks. You know, we're spending so much on on uh, battleships. I, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and from what I heard today on a podcast uh, from a scientist, uh, they they don't make a bit of difference. Uh, the M ninety five itself, because they're open on the sides, they're for for surgeons not to cough on people, not necessarily for them not to breathe in anything. Yeah, it's for exactly. them not to take anything out. So that's a, a whole nother story. All right, Ken Holly. Yeah. Thank you, IT guy, the the band's <laughs> IT guy and drummer. So uh who was next to join the band? Hannah. Hannah Steinbach, the keyboardist. Tell the people yes. a little bit more about you. Well, so um I was gonna answer your question actually Please. about how it feels to uh be in a band that's um, you know, already been set up. And frankly, like the parts that I had to learn that Nate wrote, um, or possibly it was the I think Nate wrote them. I'm actually I never asked about that whether it was <laughs> Nate or I assumed it was Nate. Um, but it might have been the previous keyboard, a uh, previous keyboard player. But I, you know, I play, I try to play like the record, so it sounds like the record when people hear it. You know, they're not hearing something completely different. But they're they're honestly so fun to play. They're so beautiful that I love playing them. And then um, I also added there were some there were a lot of songs that don't have keyboard parts. So I had to add my own. So I just try to um, stay with the um, feel of the songs. The, the songs are very varied. We have like punk sounding songs, and we have like um, like orchestral almost sounding songs, and you know, real goth songs. And um, so I just try to stay with the feel of the song and make up a part that 
that seems to go with it. And hope and hope that Nate likes it. <laughs> then so, I hope for Nate's approval. Hannah Steinbach. <laughs> I uh, hold my breath. <laughs> playing the notes that somebody else created. I mean, how does that make you feel creatively? Do you feel stifled? Or you being able well, to add those all. little... I mean, I, I did grow up playing that way, you know, because you're playing, you know, these great composers. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, it's, it's, it's something that I'm used to doing and that I appreciate doing because um, you can, if it's, if, you know, it's just, it's all playing. You're playing, what, if you're playing someone else's part, but you really enjoy it like I do as involved, then it's just as um, rewarding as well, it is when as you, making up your own part. When you're playing, you don't have to think. <laughs> when you're playing live, so, you're able to add your little your little taste, your little flares. Well, we're play- yes, absolutely, because there there are a lot of songs that didn't have keyboard parts, gotcha. so I do have a chance to um, to express myself in a different way, you know, creatively that way. Excellent. Yeah. All right, time to get to the newest member of the band, bass. How low can you go? <laughs> the bass player, Chris Dinan. Hey, do you have a uh, classic bass face when you're playing your bass? Do you, you know, stick your tongue out and make faces at the crowd? What kind of bass player are you, Chris Dinan? Um, uh, it, it really depends on the song. If it's more of like a high energy song, um, I'll jump around all over the stage. Um, you know, jump around in circles, uh, you know, bang my head, whatever. You know, just like really get into it. Just let the spirit of the music catch me. But when this song is more like slower and more atmospheric, more groove oriented, um, I'll I'll just stay stationary and just like really focus on what I'm playing and just close my eyes and get lost in the groove. I mean, the the ones I can think of in in the spectrum of bass, you know, is uh, you know, at least in my history, in my day, uh, the the more subtle, the more subdued would be Sting. And then the more flared out there would be flea, you know, so you fall somewhere in the, in that spectrum. Uh, who are your base heroes, Chris Dynan? Um, my, my biggest is uh, geezer Butler from black Sabbath. Um, and it, Peter Steele from typo Negus. Why? You know, I just love his style and I love that the, the, the bluesy, um, yet, you know, bouncy and, dark sound that that both him and peter were able to create and between the two of them is what really made me want to pick up the bass in the, you know, for the first time so plucking or strumming um depends on the song huh. uh, for for um a lot of uh involved songs i use a pick because it has more of like um a sharper attack um more of like a uh, more aggressive uh sound um, because the the nature of the music is kind of like a little bit more um, upbeat and um, you know, a little bit more heavier. But when I'm playing like blues or classic rock or something like that, I'll I'll play with my fingers. Very cool, man. Hey, I've got all four of you on there, and I I hope that maybe in the future, as time progresses, I may get you individually and get more of your story because I love getting conversations and and hearing people's story. But uh, now it's uh, now that we've got a little introduction on everybody. Talk amongst yourselves. Tell a story for the people. Uh, you know, uh, re- relay things as they're progressing. 
you know, how are you progressing as a band now that it's it's rebuilding and restarting? Are you are you doing gigs? I mean, up till up till just a few weeks ago, what kind of gigs were you doing, or or were you playing? You know, practicing. So tell the people a little bit more about In Bold. Hey, uh, well, yeah, the last we were supposed to do a show uh, last month, early, like about a month ago mm. in New York. A friend of ours, Justin Symbol, was coming back. Uh, he had lived here and he went out to uh, move to LA. And I put something together, but. There was just, you know, so much going on, and the venue double-booked it, uh, the room, so we didn't actually get to play, unfortunately, um, but we did rehearse. It was the first time Hannah and Chris had rehearsed together, um, because uh, Chris had yeah. come into the you band. You guys had done a show together that I had to miss because it was my parents. Um, I think that was the time that it was my parents' 60th anniversary. So I had to miss that show. And um, so the last show was the first one that we would have been playing together, me and Chris. Yeah, it's definitely something you can't miss. It's the 60th anniversary. Now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for you sure. Know, that now, was how, I could change. how is the music community in your area? I mean, cause, uh, you know, if I can't DJ a party, I have friends, other DJs that can fill in for me and it won't, you know, it, people won't feel bad. There won't be any hurt feelings if, uh, if another DJ fills in for me because I had something else to do due to other obligations. Now say the keyboardist, you know, you had to go off and, and, uh, and do your, your, uh, mom and dad's 60th anniversary, uh, or, you know, and who, who filled in and, and were there any feelings there? We we just we just played without a keyboard player. It, yeah, did it feel like something was missing? It, as a drummer, yes, it does. There's, there's a lot of cues, and then there's certain songs we can't play if she's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a full sound. Well, you have plenty of members that play a lot of instruments. That I feel like you. you I mean, hey, let's put it this way: you got a band. I mean, I'm listening to all your songs on the YouTube, and and uh, and you know, you have them all out there. I mean, what's the response? Uh, you know, since 2014, you put out that album, Nate. Um, what was the response on that? How, uh, you know, what, what were people saying about it? Uh, people liked it. There were, you know, some DJs, you know, around town that said they were impressed by it. Do you have uh, a rock I station see. that'll play new music or that will support new artists? Um, we don't have too much here for the local community, but um, I just was working with skateboard marketing, uh, Muncie Ritchie, and we had, uh, unfortunately, since we weren't doing everything like, you know, the way it should be doing, like album release a long time with a tour and a radio promo and a publicity campaign, sometimes you just can't do that if you don't have the money. So, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, um, it, it's all different have, now. You, are are you signed yeah. to a record label, or have you been before? We, well, we chose to. Uh, I started my own mm -hmm. um, years ago, and you know, I, I just had learned about distribution 
you know, different things about the industry. I had a friend that was signed and I saw some of the things that went on and actually he bounced from label to label because he was um, favored by Rick Rubin. Mm. And it just like, eventually he ended up, um, you know, working with him on the third album, uh, this band Hours. And actually I... You know, I met Jimmy in high school, Jimmy Necco from Hours. Um, he kind of has the same formula that I do. Uh, he was signed when Hours got signed, and he hired who he wanted. So it is kind of the same thing. It wasn't like the members were signed. Um, but what we just did is we did a national radio campaign through skateboard marketing, and we were the sixth most added for that one week of new albums. And we were, we peaked at number 31 on the metal contraband charts. And we um, peaked at number nine on the NACC charts. That's the North American College and Community Station. So every college and community station around the country um, is on there. And, um, you know, we got plays. Uh, we were in rotation. And, you know, we were up there. There were, you know, Ozzy was on that chart. I believe Life of Agony, uh, Cattle de Decapitation. Um, there were, you know, just uh, so many bands that, that were, you know, um, I believe Venom but, um, did a did something or maybe mayhem, but there, there were a, a lot of bands, you know, it's like, I'm on the same chart as Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. It One sounds like you were in good company. That's for sure. It feels, <laughs> yeah. it feels good to be recognized and, and you know, you put something out to the world and, and you've already uh, alluded to it. Uh, the record companies are running scared because nobody needs them anymore. You could do it all by yourself. You could start your own label. Uh, you know, where are you recording your music? Do you have a, 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 a recording studio at your house uh, that you can use, or, or do you um, have a place that you can uh, use? Um, actually, you know, Ken and I have both said this. We would love to have that. Um, I was told in high school by my teachers that was that's something absolutely necessary. And uh, no, we don't. Honestly, that's been our Achilles heel is the recording. And um, But do you at least have a good practice area? Well, locality is also our heel's heel. I mean, we all live in separate parts of you know New York. Right. Yeah. I mean, but where do, when you get together to practice, do you have a a good practice studio that you could, uh, or a, an area that you could practice in together? Well, actually, um, Chris just turned us on to a place. He wants to tell us about that place. Go, Chris. Tell us. <laughs> um, that's uh, it's a uh, pumps. And um, Greenpoint, oh, uh, was it West Williams, East Williamsburg? Sorry, <laughs> and my neighborhood gets mixed up. Um, right upstairs from the strip club. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And yeah. is um, it this this is a place that, that bands go, or or is this your own spot? Uh, yeah, no, this, this place is really good. Um, yeah, the guy who runs it, um, Dan, he's, he's a wonderful guy, wonderful guy to work with. Um, the equipment's good. Uh, the rooms are clean. And the the, uh, the rates are reasonable, so um, I rehearsed there with my other band, and um, so that's how I was able to find out about that place. And um, 
when you know, they were getting ready for club, but we don't go there. <laughs> well, and you know, and, and, and Hannah, earmuffs. Let me get Hannah to make earmuffs right now. Uh, boys, can you get a lap dance upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> so far, not yet. Working on work, work work play later. No, but that, you know that's very inspiring to be uh, above those pretty ladies, you know. But uh, no, it's it's good to have a space. I'm glad you have a, a good space. And have you been able to use that space, or is that something that you just found? It's an hourly. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I've I've been I've been going there for what like six months, about yeah, about six months or so uh, with my other band, okay. and um, we just Emball um, just. Uh, started rehearsing there so um yeah it seems to be working out very good and you're gelling together uh, all the parts I mean, oh yeah okay nate you, yeah you, like like like, you, like nate was saying earlier yeah. about um you know finding musicians to um you know really have a good uh musical and personal uh rapport with it's it's very rare especially in new york like nate was saying a lot of people are very self-centered egotistical it's very hard to work with people and find people who um, on the same page with you and, and who, uh, dealt with you. So it was, it was really great getting together with these guys and, you know, the music's great and, you know, we all get along. So, seven million people and, and you it's found each other. a lot easier too. You know, when you get along, we have fun when we tour. Yeah. You know? so who's got the, who's got the big car that uh, picks everybody up and, and tours. Uh, who's got the van? It's mostly Nate. Ah, Nate's yeah. got the van. Well, he's yeah. got a Ford Explorer. Okay, yeah. that's big enough. That that, that could carry uh, quite a bit of equipment and some some peoples in there. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> riding in style. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 at the, at the end of the day, I think when when it comes to music, I think it comes down to chemistry, and I, I think yeah. we finally have like the right chemistry between the the four of us. No, I like that. I can hear it. You're, you're gelling, man. I mean, I could tell that you've had some trials and tribulations in the past, you know, when you were telling your story about, you know, how you made that, how do you put that record together in 2014? But uh, now it seems like you, you know, you got a good, a good group together and, and you're putting some music out there. Now, what moving forward from, from here on, uh, what's in bulk doing? I mean, after, after the uh, quarantine is over, uh, we hope it's over yeah. soon. They, you know, they, yeah. they said uh, April, then May, then June, then July, then August. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows well, when it's going to happen? It'll I, I, get oh. warm by then. It'll die out. Well, here here's so. something that the kids have been doing. Uh, some of these bands have been doing some virtual stuff. Is that uh, studio set up to to, uh, to record virtual <laughs> live, uh, you know, like, you know, put a PayPal link underneath and maybe somebody will throw you a couple bucks so you can play for them online? Um, that's yeah, the possibility to do something like that, you know. That's not I mean, a bad idea. We'd have to have yeah, a I mean, camera, not, though. Yeah, it's not I mean, like a, a big, like, uh, professional stage um, room, but, you know, it, it's the rooms there are big enough that we could if we wanted to. I mean, shoot, I just saw Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick uh, playing mandolins and singing together on their couch, you know, and, and uh, you know, I don't know if they were, yeah, they didn't have, like, a PayPal under there, or maybe they did. And whatever money they made, they were probably given to charity, but they were putting smiles on faces. And that's something, that's the power that you have. A, it, it would be hard to get Ken's drum set in one of our houses, though. <laughs> we have, we're in New York, yeah. we have small apartments. Oh, goodness. You 
Yeah, I remember Miami was, you know, when I was living there, it was kind of expensive to get a bigger place. So, but uh, yeah, I, I've heard New York oh, is, cool. is teeny tiny. The studio apartments. may be closed, you know, because non-essential build, uh, businesses yeah, are they've been uh, doing that stuff. I suspect you're right. I mean, right now we're only doing yeah. audio and we're doing it on phones, you know, cell phones primarily. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think you can do Skype or you can do several people. I think there's a Zoom app and perhaps you can get yeah. individual folks. I don't know how that would sound, but <laughs> but I'd love to see you you try, you know, to, to play, you know, because the creator's got to create, you know, people got to people got to play when you know how to. I, I'm so jealous of, of you that know how to play instruments. I have, you know, guitars and pianos and and uh, and harmonicas in the house. And I can't play a lick, man. So, I, but I watch you guys on stage, and you're kicking butt, making people happy. Oh. It's a blessing and a curse, though. I have, I have to admit, especially if you play <laughs> multiple instruments. Who, who plays? Who I, plays the I'm multiple not sure instruments? Why you said that, but I agree. Who plays the multiple instruments? Who, who can play more than one uh, one instrument? Say your name. Uh, that's me. Say your yeah, name, Ken. 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 Oh. What do you? What? Do, what did you start with? What do you play? What did you play when you were a young lad? I started on clarinet twelve. Clarinet. But, uh, that's right. You said that. But I, I did the whole. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, through, throughout uh, junior high and high school, I I moved around between clarinet and bass clarinet and contrabass and played uh, some saxophones and some baritone and played, I think I played sousaphone one year. Oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was I, I was a band geek in high school. Yeah, but you and, never uh, you never played guitar. A lot of the bass players that I've talked to, you know, joined the band and they wanted to play guitar, but they could also play bass. Oh, you know what? We already have enough guitar players. Why don't you go ahead and play bass? But you were already playing bassy instruments. You said. Well, the, the, actually, yeah. sousaphone. I, I I had to learn quickly. It was a uh, band director was like came to me at the end of the summer. He's like, hey. Our marching band lost our tuba player. Hey, why don't you take us home over the summer and see see how you do? <laughs> hey, you I, 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 I came back in the fall. I could play a scale. He's like, good. Here, learn this. Kenny on the spot, man. If you need it, he'll take care of it. That's but fantastic. I could, but I could never get past the concept of the chords on the guitar. So I could never learn guitar. I do play a little bit of bass. Right. Right. So, All right. But, but, so so the, the blessing is to be able to play multiple instruments. But the curse the, That's right. None of the drummer. instruments I, I, that I enjoy playing are quiet. Yes. So I, I, I can't just practice at any time or anywhere. But I, I've known, yeah. you know, every kid in high school, every boy in high school that I, you know, or even boy growing up would beat on their desk. So every boy wanted to be a drummer, just like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's actually how I got the itch. <laughs> 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 Stop beating on your desk. No, I'm going to do this for a living. Bam. There you are. Uh, if oh. only. <laughs> so that's that's uh, that's a little bit about Ken. Uh, you know, you actually can play some instruments, but you're beating on the skins. That is your your nom de plume, your forte. All right, uh, let's go with uh, Chris Dinan. How did you start playing bass? Um, and what yeah, was, was uh, what I other instruments know. can you play, if any? Uh, I'm learning harmonica, and I know a little bit of guitar. Um, you know, you said uh, a moment ago most bass players start off as guitarists. Uh, it's it's true, and and also the other way around. Um, but funny enough, I don't really 
know how to play guitar. Okay. Um, I barely play bass. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, if you had a choice of instruments, <laughs> what would you that want to play? No, that is not true. Chris, yeah. I've, 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 I've been fortunate to play with a lot of very talented bass players, and you're one of my favorites. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, thank you. Excellent. See, build each other up. That's what you do. Hannah, what yeah, other instruments you can you play? Too, oh, go ahead. If you can't laugh at yourself every once in a while, what's the point of living, right? No, if you can't laugh at yourself, yeah. I'll, I'll laugh at you. <laughs> Hannah, uh, do you play any yeah. other instruments besides the keyboard? Um, I don't. Well, I, I used to. I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, what sorry. were you going to say? Um, oh, no, I, I dabbled in drums and keys um, in my teens and early 20s before I got turned on to the, uh, the bass. See, you know, that would be kind of fun at a, <laughs> at a show if you kind of traded instruments every once in a while. You know, uh, if, if uh, Kenny jumped on, uh, jumped on bass and, and then uh, Chris jumped on the drums for a little bit and, uh, you know, uh, Nate got the, the, uh, the keyboard and then, and then here's Hannah <laughs> on the front. Uh, learning how to play guitar. I would, I would, I would have to sing because um, <laughs> that's the only instrument I tried to. I really wish, you know, you were saying that um, people wanted to be, that a lot of people wanted to be guitarists as well. Um, I would love to be a guitarist. I think the guitar um, is so expressive and I and sometimes I uh, I feel very frustrated that I can't um, you know you're you're really kind of um, you're limited a little bit by you know by playing keys but uh, I think you can get more sounds out of a guitar you can do a lot more expressive things but I tried to play guitar couldn't play guitar I tried to play the drums can't play the drums <laughs> I play, drums are fun to play but uh, couldn't do it but I did I you know I did study opera at Manhattan School of Music so I was a singer but I I kind of smoked, smoked my voice out so well, um, Hannah, I don't do that these days anymore. You're the only girl in this band, but you were in a band called Lilith. What's the difference between yeah. the two? How do you feel? I mean, because when you were in a band full of girls, you could talk to each other. You know, you had more in common, yeah. maybe. But, uh, you know, then you come into this boy band with stinky boys. Ew. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, tell me how little. I have, to, yeah, I have to roll my eyes when they make certain jokes, you know? <laughs> Well, I mean, tell me, tell me your experience with Lilith. How long did that last? Oh, it was. We were only together like a few years, like like two or three years, um, and then the um, the guitarist, who was also the songwriter, moved to um, California. So, um, but we, it was we, it was fun. You know, it was. Um, it was a little different, but it was it, it was more different because we were doing kind of different music. Like she was um, almost, she really wanted to almost be a folk singer. Um, um, Lisa and um, so it it really wasn't as much fun as I'm having now. Yeah, with the guys, you so. feel like you're you're fitting in. You're fitting in with the boys. Yeah, I'm one of the guys. That's, That's cool. how I feel. I don't know how they feel. Yeah. <laughs> Damn straight. 
Well, let's find out. You know, yeah. it, it, uh, RK, now that you've heard uh, about Hannah, what do you think of Hannah? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, you know, back to back to Nate. I mean, this was your brainchild. This was your your vision. And now you have a new family that's helping you uh, to bring your vision alive. And h- how is the creative flow? I mean, do you guys do you all write music or is it, you know, primarily Nate brings you an idea? And then you guys jam together, and, and how does how does that how does a song come together now? Uh, are you making anything new as well? Well, I'm. I went over some new ideas with Ken. Uh, it was actually like a year ago. Um, I have some pieces to stuff. And really, does that long? Yeah, yeah, that was a while, and honestly, I'm completely like. Um, just like lost. I'm like, wait, what is this? Oh, okay. And now I remember this part, but I've been working on some stuff. Actually, I put together a piece of uh, a song yesterday and, um, it's kind of hard because, uh, I just have to get the pieces to fit. And what I really would like to do moving forward is just, you know, I'll work with Ken on the stuff and then bring it to the entire band. And I just want everyone to just feel what, you know, sounds right. I mean, there's uh, some bands that have influenced my sound, like the 69 Eyes, for example. And I've just, you know, heard some of their keyboard parts and it's just like comes in at the right moment. And it was just like a, you know, steady piano, like something simple I could play. It was just like, you know, just, you know, pressing down. So, I mean, sometimes less is more. And, you know, I I just want everyone to be able to like, just, you know, feel out their parts. And I want to just take our time with this one. I think what I'm going to do is... You know, I want us to come up with some ideas and make those gel work on them and try to build a um, a rapport with an engineer and just let them know what we're doing. And then maybe if we have some stuff solid, I can, you know, we could just start to try to schedule something, do something, you know, the right way this time. No, sorry. I mean, that, that's on me. I've just had people really slack on the stuff um, in the past with uh, getting the production done. Well, it's and, definitely um, good to have a good engineer, a good producer. Because a, a creator yeah. such oh. as yourself or, or any of the other members of the band can come up with something and think that it's perfect. Or they might get stuck. Oh, I don't know what to do here. But you have somebody that's been producing for a while. And I suspect that there has got to be a plethora of people up in the New York area, uh, you know, up in Long Island area, up up where you are, there's got to be studio after studio where people have been making records. Uh, You know, you're in the right town. (laughs) You know, there's 7 million people out there. One of them's going to fit right at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's some options we've been considering. Um, You know, actually the one studio that we, record a video and we haven't released it yet. Um, smash studios, they have engineering there. Um, you know, and then also I want to give a shout out to block six. 
and Astoria Soundworks. And um, what's Willie's studio, Ken, in Long Beach? Oh, the Jam Factory. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all those are great rehearsal spots. Uh, um, so I, I just, um, but yeah. Um, and then another thing that I kind of picked up from, you know, just uh, actually, I think it was from, from Kiss finding out what, how they would do stuff. Um, they had just brought in, I think, their girlfriends or maybe one of them was married at the time. Just a few people after they rehearsed, they got something down. They're like, all right, we want to know what you think of this, like how it, the sound is and everything. You know, So that's probably what I'm going to do is like, we'll just maybe do a private concert online or something and just get some of the newer people. All right, like, what do you think of this and stuff? I mean, you know. I think that everybody should be able to, you know, just be honest about, you know, their opinion about certain parts and, and things like that. Um, you know, I, um, you know, truthfully, like Chris's other project, he has his song that he put out and I think it's great. Um, you know, I just, you know, there was one part, I just like, I really feel like, you know, they're going to go back into the studio and, um, or once they, um, you guys are done with that EP, Chris, the dining. Yeah. Yeah. The EP is available on, um, uh, reverb nation. And what's the name of that band? Okay. Chris? Um, it, it doesn't have a name. It's just a self titled. Um, it's the four tracks that are, they're available for free download and streaming. And that's under your name. Yes. Chris Dinan. Yeah, uh, Dinan. Uh, we pronounce it Dinan because nobody oh, can pronounce Dinan. Excuse me. Excuse uh, me. I didn't juice well, it I, up right. My name, my name is Dinan, but we, we, the band is Dinan. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> That's if uh, Bon Jovi. Yeah, like Bon Jovi said Bon Jovi. No, it's Bon Jovi. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of people. A lot of people, when they see my name written down, they pronounce it Dinan anyway. So they oh, just okay. figured we'd go with that. So why did I go with Dinan? Um, I guess I, I'm pronouncing it properly. I put the right emphasis on the right to label. <laughs> it, it could be either way. You, <laughs> so, you wouldn't be wrong. So speaking um, of videos, we're, man, we're, you do have a YouTube out there for your Forever Autumn Records. And I, I, I watched yes. the uh, Paler Steel uh, official video, the Paler Steel. Who, who shot that? Yeah. That's a great video. It really showcases you um, well. That was my friend, uh, Mandy DeFeo. Um, you know, I've known her for years and actually she had just called me up and asked about one of these little handheld zoom recorders and told me, Oh, I have video equipment. So that's kind of how that happened. That was actually recorded in my backyard. Oh, um, that's cool. You know, uh, my mother's backyard. That's cool, Here's man. So, I see we, had, we had some drone shots for that, but yeah. then the drone flew into the tree and it broke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it was really yeah. Yeah. I was looking forward to that. And, and it was and it was hot as hell that day. It yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Well, here you are all dressed in black and leather and all goth and uh, I, was, I had fur on. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're trying not to show the sweat. Uh, the, the things you go yeah. through for yeah, your art. Sacrifice for art. That's yeah. right. You sacrifice comfort for style. That's what you did. That's right. Yeah. And you're in the art. Uh, you know, one of the fashion capitals of the world, New York. New York. All right. So, what? All right. Any other avenues of interest? Are you sports fans at all, or or do you like uh, you know going bowling, or or what other avenues of interest do you like? Any, anyone, um, jump in. Say your name and what do you like I, to do? Um, well, Ken Ollie, I, I, I started getting into model airplanes. Apparently. Hey, I did that when I was a kid. I, I like the the stuff from World War Two. I had them uh, hanging up all over the all over the roof. Either Star Wars or planes of World War Two. What do you, what are your model airplanes of choice? I, I well, so for, so it's not necessarily for me. So I I have I have a, a eight year old boy. Or oh. a nine-year-old boy, excuse me. Excellent. Um, so, so I I bought him a, a model rocket for Christmas. We haven't even shot the rocket off yet, but because it's thanks to YouTube and the internet, my son discovered radio-controlled model airplane. <laughs> so and now we're more expensive. At, now, now, now we're looking at buying you know a, a three-channel controller with a you know an actual electric-powered airplane. See, that's something you could do with your kid. That's beautiful. You're a good daddy. No, that's cool. You know, I, the, the only part that's scaring me is the financial part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, model airplanes can be a very expensive endeavor for sure. I think the worst ones is very, like very fast. Helicopters. Helicopters are, are like the worst because they break all the time. And then I guess this, oh. this drone thing, you were talking about drones. The real expensive ones can yeah. be really expensive. Oh my goodness! All yes. right, well, let me call yeah. you out by name. Uh, any special, any special areas of interest, Hannah? Um, I am interested in fashion, <laughs> but um, I'm interested in all the arts. I, you know, I love going to galleries, and I we have you know a great art scene in New York, visual arts. And um, I love going gallery hopping when they have openings. They have it's like a great big party, you know, in Chelsea, this area in Manhattan. And I I love to read. I love um, film. I you know New York is great for culture. And that, no, I'm not a sports fan. I will watch tennis. I was a, a Maria Sharapova. Fan, um, and I went to the tennis open because we have that here in New York too. Yeah. Um, but well, I the thing I the thing I like about ladies it, tennis the tickets have gotten so expensive. I haven't gone in a long. Time. No, the thing I like about ladies tennis is when they go ah. <laughs> yeah. No, they they don't go ah. They go ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. They, they like definitely the do. That they might do be even go, better. Ah. <laughs> That might be even better. That's right. The, a, a more deeper, guttural. It, it, it depends on the player. <laughs> I kid, I kid. All right. So you're well adversed into the arts. You know, I need to get to New York. I haven't been north of the Mason-Dixon uh, too much, really. I, I think I, I went well, to D.C. That might be slightly north of that parallel. But, uh, yeah. I'm in uh, Conway, Arkansas, just a little bit north of Little Rock. I'm a Florida boy oh, oh. who moved here in 2009. So, yeah, I got here, and and uh, things sure did change. Oh. I used to be near the ocean, and now it's all green. <laughs> all right. Oh. Any areas oh, oh. of interest? Chris Dinan, uh, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I, I do a lot of reading. Um, 
matter like uh, fiction, uh, horror fiction, like Stephen King, Clive Barker. That's my guy, um, Stephen King. I, I read up uh, a lot on, um, you know, Neil Gaiman. Uh, I'm a professional tarot card reader. I'm trying to get that up and going, like, full time. Are you kidding me? Uh, I have a lot of... That's pretty cool. When did that come out? Yeah. And are you, have you been fascinated with the occult? Uh, yeah. Um, for what, about 15 years or so, I've been professionally reading for about uh, six years. And, wow. um, so, yeah, with, uh, throughout New York, I would go set up, set up a table in bars and clubs and stuff as well as do online, um, over the phone. Um, you know, face-to-face. Yeah. Um, I'm scheduled to go on, but, uh, a, on a podcast with a guy uh, that calls himself, He's uh, his name is Joseph, but I think he's he calls himself the uh, Millennial's Third Eye. And I'm supposed to go on his podcast tomorrow. I, I had him on mine, but he, man, that fascinates me. I'm, you know, I'm half Cuban from Miami, so the Santeria has been in a part of my life. I, I never really practiced it, but, I, you know, I'm kind of fascinated by the occult. You know, so... I mean, have you have you ever seen a ghost? Do you believe? Have I ever seen what? A ghost? Is, isn't Santeria like a derivative of Condomble? Yeah, it's like voodoo or something. You know, I, I know that right, I've yeah, been to I, seances I, and stuff. I, I'm not really familiar with uh, with that. I'm more of like a Dallas to Crowley, uh, pagan Wicca kind of thing, like ceremonial magic, um, you know, earth magic. Fascinating, man. Fascinating. Something's out there. I mean, yeah, people call it what, what they will. I mean, it, the universe is, is so yeah, big. Something's not, out there. It's not in any way, shape, or form evil or, or dark or no. anything. It's just working with the energies of, of nature, of the universe, and the energies within yourself. Yeah, I've talked. I mean, I, I used to work with a Wiccan at the hospital. You know, we worked side by side in the communication desk in the emergency room and, and just, you know, chatting with her. Yeah, it's, it's all natural and nature and just. You know, as long as you're a good person, you try to be nice to people. It doesn't matter what you believe. It's nice. You know, you just be, be nice to each other. That's cool, man. You, you got yeah, some I facets. I agree with that statement more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Master Nates, what are your areas of interest? What do you like to do for fun? Well, um, <clears throat> I don't you know, like Chris, I am into the occult as well. Um, there's a sometimes I go to this botanical house of grace, and you know, it depends on what I need: um, herbs or candles, crystals. And you know, what Chris said is like spot on. Um, basically, it's with the energies of the earth, and you know, none of that stuff is evil. Like you know, you're burning sage or whatnot. You know. And the earth was created by um, God, God, you know, prime creator. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on, the, um, you know, what you're looking to do, like a clearing um, would be sage. And then there's just other things. Actually, mint helps with uh, attracting money. There's a lot of different, um, you know, things that you can with that uh, just to kind of help you know help yourself uh, along with these things um, <clears throat> and actually another um, place that w- is good for things like that is uh, the witch fest we had stayed there on Astor Place 
um, that had actually now it's attracting Christian protesters. Oh, <laughs> and um, that's gonna happen. But yeah, I mean, this thing got huge. Um, you know, it really, really good. They have a lot of workshops. Uh, Star Raven Hawk put that together, and we had performed um, there. 2014, 2015, right on Astor Place. But also, um, a buddy of mine just got me into surfing. Ah, uh, I did it one I time. Only went out once. Yeah, yeah, I did it one time in Sebastian, out in Florida, waist high. Oh, <laughs> where did I you only go? I did it once, to be honest with you. Where did you go? Um, but um, Rockaway Beach, actually. Uh, uh, speaking of the remote, the remote, so yeah. There. It comes all the way back around. Look at that. A callback. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's funny. Totally. I mean, you know, that experience, I mean, I remember when um, uh, seeing Jaws as a kid, that has just been tattooed on my head. I'm like, I will never step into the ocean <laughs> at night. And then it oh, just, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> you you oh, know yeah. what affected not, me, I, too. I'm actually a certified scuba diver. Yeah, I was a rescue diver down in the Florida Keys in the fire department, you know, and, and still wow. going in the water. The only thing is when you're a scuba diver, you can actually see what's going on. It's not like you're, a, you know, just kind of bobbing above the water. At least you could see underwater if something's coming at you. <laughs> so very true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, that, that just like stuck to me, you know, like, it, it was really crazy um but we were actually you know in the water when when that was uh like it's just turned into night and it was like oh this is a great workout i mean that's you know something i i like to do is fitness um you know life is just a journey and i'm just trying to figure out some certain things about um just what direction you know i'm taking this and you know, life in general. I mean, they're actually, you'd be shocked. Um, I'm actually a fan of the Beach Boys, too. Um, no shock here. Which, they uh, were great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which kind of bleeds into uh, another, um, you know, uh, interest of mine. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, actually one of my favorites was uh, Dennis. You know, he was the one, like, you know, the stigma, like, you know, all the girls liked him and stuff, and um, you know, his Pacific Ocean Blue album, that, that was great. You know, it, he came out with some really, really good stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm actually into, um, you know, horror, you know, stuff and like history and things like that. And, um, you know, actually, I'm sure everyone knows, like, he was hanging out with Charles Manson. And, uh, like, I studied these crime cases. Um, I stumbled upon it by accident because I'm always on YouTube and um, there's a friend of mine, Tracy Wayne Gacy, you know, you know where she got that name from. Um, and she's yeah. actually a professional wrestler. <laughs> and so I put that name in to watch one of her matches. And then, you know, what came up, the, the, the Gacy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's really weird. I mean, you know, like all these things that happen, you, you go on there and, someone's like oh um yeah my friend's cousin was a victim or someone will come out and say he offered me a job luckily my mom said no or there was some politician who changed her name because she didn't want the association to affect her politically and 
you know, just, uh, you know, history, you know, on its own. I mean, um, you just go down the rabbit hole with YouTube. I'm usually on there a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just go all the facets of, you know, dealing with the band, you know, occupy my time, like just the, all the social media. I mean, I was the one who posted this on Instagram and Twitter, Snapchat, uh, just different places. So, you know, I, you know, stick to that. Um, you know, I guess, you know, one of, um, I guess one of my odd, um, hobbies would be, um, finding if I see someone with a mullet, I usually take a picture of it and I document it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it will be, all right. And I think my 10th grade I, picture, you've I, seen me do it. I, I had some kind of a mullet, in my 10th grade picture. I'll, I'll have to admit. Yeah. I, I think it's still at my mom's house hanging up somewhere. All right. Well, yeah. I, you're from, I have you're from that generation. Hey, don't break my heart. My achy, breaky heart, oh. man. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. I mean, like, on <laughs> all, all of our siblings are like, your age and older. So, we're, no, and, and your belief I, in the occult and, and your interest in that has affected <laughs> your art and your music and your style. I mean, I just watching that, even that one video that we just talked about it, you know, it's, it's all goth and, you know, but you're, it's, it's still, it's daylight, but you're, you're out there. And it just, it was very well shot. You got to give it up to, to uh, once oh, again, you. to that, uh, to the, uh, the videographer and whoever directed that for you, that was beautifully done. And, uh, I, I look forward to, to hearing more about what's going on in your heads. I mean, I, if I could pick you out individually sometime in the future and uh and pick your brains about about these uh about the interests that you have i mean shoot tarot cards come on man that's fantastic yeah. i mean that, you know lots of kids uh, grew up and and maybe had a, a box of tarot cards or a, a ouija board i don't know should i be doing this am i calling out calling out the the wrong uh demons or am i calling out different people or or do you even care did you know can that happen ah Oh, I don't know. This, uh, you know, this this universe is too big. There's got to be there's got to be room for yeah. everything, every possibility. You know, people that say, "Oh, you know what? There is no God." You know what? Do you know for sure? I don't know. You know, yeah, nobody really knows for sure. No, nobody does. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what? I mean, uh, I'm going to heaven after I die. Have you ever died? Mm, I don't know. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's so many, like, you know, speculations of things. And, you know, I, I did actually see something about um, some famous ghosts. And, you know, it's just, I think that basically their work isn't done. And uh, one of the one of the shows that we did um, a few years ago, I don't know if you saw the video of us covering the police is so lonely. Mm. Um that was another pagan fair in uh, Ringwood, New Jersey. And they have an organization called Rope. So they did some, you know, some seminars with, with that. And, um, you know, so it, it was um, pretty, pretty interesting with that. Um, you know, and um, I forgot to mention a, a couple of things with, um, you know, I try to read. It's kind of hard. I, you know, um, I try to make up for it by listening to a book on tape if I can. Uh, you know, 
as far as fashion, the, the main thing I like to do is, um, you know, I like belt buckles and accessories and stuff like that. Or like, you know, if, yeah, well, actually, I was uh, rubbing elbows with um, Ken's friend Emilio. He's got some pretty nice pieces and, you know. You know, there's uh, all sorts of stuff, eagles, wolves. Um, I have a guitar head one. I actually saw one of um, the the WWE, WWF, whatever, wrestling belt. I thought that was cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, into the wrestling and karate a little bit, too. Um, and, you know, I did play sports in high school as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I try to stay active with, with stuff like that. But, um, you know, and you know, I'm a caretaker for animals. Um, you know, I, I, you know, have, have had many cats. Uh, unfortunately, I just lost one that was very dear to me. She was 17. Oh. Um, you know, and, um, you know, but, uh, also, um, I'm an advocate for suicide prevention as well. I, I, um, why wouldn't you be, <laughs> Well, um, well, it's just, I honestly, I've had a few, um, cases where I've found out about, I've studied it. I found out the right way to deal with someone who's suicidal. Um, my, um, my close friend's, um, stepson had committed suicide at the age of 13, unfortunately. And ever since the memorial, I've been wearing the, um, teal green and purple um uh bracelet and um yeah that that was um two years ago so yeah i got around 2018 uh january so you know i've talked to you know some people that you know have done that you know uh, have thought about doing that you know just uh trying to make people aware of like there's always hope and, you know, you shouldn't be too, you know, be afraid to talk to people and stuff. I mean, it, it, it's just a different dynamic, you know, um, you know, it's hard sometimes for anybody, you know, I'm not just going to say it's a guy thing. Um, you no, know, women too. That's a great bit of advice, man. Feelings. For anybody out there it's contemplating. Yeah. For anybody out there contemplating suicide, it, say it again. We had talk a, to we somebody. Had a, we had a DJ who was a, a friend yeah. of um, a lot of us. Uh, Alex Von Neal last year committed suicide. Mm. He was a big DJ in New York in our scene. Um, and he was a great guy, loved by everybody. You know, the wake was huge. Um, he yeah. committed suicide I was fortunate last to year. have him as a roommate. It really, you were right, what? It, it was really uh, shocking to all of us, you know. Nobody, people knew, like, people, I knew that he was depressed. Um, and pe- so people, he mentioned it. But you didn't know the extent of it. He didn't, like, go on, you know. He was always very affable and, and friendly and, and talkative. And um, he didn't, you yeah. know, it was a real shock. That definitely goes to show you just don't know. Uh, you know, if somebody reaches out, uh, pay attention. Pay attention. Can, can, Little signs. Can sometimes. Hear this. It, yeah. Go ahead, Ken. It, it, I, I think it's a, we're, we're facing a societal problem where people with depression are looked at as being weak or, you know, or not as uh, uh, strong as others. And, and really, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's a chemical imbalance in most cases. Hmm. 
Yeah, I would hope. I would hope but, that people but, don't look at look down and and say they're weak, man. They're you, you don't know you, you, you don't know what that person's going through. You know, if no, you, you don't. Yeah, if you knew what what somebody else's problems were, you, you would. Uh, woof, you, you, what, what was the, there was a saying about that that said if uh, you were able to put all the problems on the table and see everybody else's problems, you take your problems back, you know, and, and, and notice that some well, that other people yeah, have it bad. It's too. All, yeah. It's all, it all depends. Um, yeah, I think we had inadvertently cut Chris off. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. Well, let me see. Oh, is uh, Chris out there? Uh, no, I was, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. No, I was, I was going to say, cause Alex, he was a roommate of mine for six months Oof. and he was funny guy. Him and I were so close and we would be up to like four in the morning, just hanging out and watching stupid videos on YouTube and just having a blast. And, you know, like, like Hannah said, we all knew he was depressed, but we didn't know that, you know, he would actually ever at some point go through with it. So when we found out what happened with him, um, you know, it absolutely devastated. A lot of people in New York, Philadelphia, and New Orleans, where yeah. he had really strong uh, support and um, very large circles, where because he would go to those cities and DJ, and he had a lot of uh, really close friends and influenced a lot of people. Well, it sounds like you're keeping him alive in your thoughts, and uh, and, oh, yeah. and perhaps it'll yeah. come out in your creativity, man. You'll make a song about him; he'll live forever. How about that? Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, and actually, he was an avid mullet hunter as well. Perfect. I mean, you know, not not to, Yeah, <laughs> that, no, that's... it was the truth. He, I made him my uh, high counselor. I mean, he actually, you know, uh, I know this sounds like a joke and everything, but you know, he actually almost got physically attacked for capturing a mullet, and I wanted to give him like a. a a medal like i had a whole script written out and if anyone ever has that honor from now on it's going to be the alex von nile um, memorial award for bravery well i suspect i suspect sometime around the, the end of this year or maybe the beginning of next year mullet hunter by in bulg yeah. will be written and produced <laughs> maybe mullet hunter <laughs> yeah yeah i might have a few reality shows i mean it might be i might go around with a mullet myself uh, like a wig and just try to see how people interact with me differently like undercover mullet um, maybe, hey, uh, maybe mullet makeover nate when i was looking you up um, what are we your i am there was an imdb that came out for a nathaniel m dow case is that you uh, for Jack O. Slasher? Were you a cult oh, member? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's an yeah. actor, too? Um, um, I dabble a little bit, actually. Um, you know, here in New York, you can get set up with this um, uh, central casting. <laughs> yeah. And you just, they call you if you sign up for something, and you're like a blur walking past the courthouse on Law & Order or something like that. Um, that was an independent film, um, Jacko Slasher. Uh, <laughs> that was that was uh, really cool. Uh, Jen Valdez did that, and her sister Fallen. The um, one of the other cult members, Genevieve Rossi. I don't know if you saw that, but she's got a lot of credits um, for acting and directing. She's been in some stuff with one of the Baldwins. 
Um, you know, I would like to get more into acting. Actually, my uncle, uh, Lou Liberator, he's been acting and he was uh, Tony nominated. Oh, you're in New York, man. You, uh, let your creative juices flow. You got plenty of avenues to go down. Uh, you're you're in uh, the home of the Ghostbusters and raise a cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah by, by far the deepest talent pool i've ever seen oh for sure uh, all right people uh, you know we've, we've taken taken some time out there a any other avenues that you want to explore what's what's next on the horizon for in Bogue? and how do people get a hold of you um well we have a website embogmusic.com um i did want to also mention when i was talking about that band Bagora. Uh -huh. We were in um, Eternal Blood. It's a um, vampire novel. We were mentioned in there. And hopefully we'll be able to do um, this festival that we we're working on, Bravo Fest. And that's to support the veterans. That's up in Connecticut. And we'd like to just continue touring. Uh, it seems like, unfortunately, it's like Memorial um festivals have been going on like there's one for our friends in rhode island um from the band big perceptions uh rock gut fest my friend jason from mr monster on wednesday 13 we played for his festival trioxin fest i believe that's going to be halloween weekend um we haven't had anything confirmed yet but we played last year um we're gonna have that new video out we're gonna be working on material um, I want to, you know, continue with the line of merch, uh, just try to, you know, continue working on stuff. I do have some solo stuff um, I'm messing around with and, you know, I mix that in with covers. Um, we actually are on sale at Arkansas CD Exchange. What? In Little Rock. How about that? Just about 30 minutes out to me. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, um. We're in some stores all over the country, Austin, Texas, LA, San Fran, um, you know, some places in Florida, um, and vintage vinyl in New Jersey, uh, generation records in New York, um, record exchange in Salem. Um, when we played there, those people are good. And also I feel bad for all these. They're not considered essential. Um, they're essential to us, but, you know, they've been, all these places have been forced to close. Um, I think everybody's record in Cincinnati is currently still open, but, um, and better days in Kentucky. Uh, I have to contact them. I think they're still available, but, um, yeah, it's just at I am BLG. You can probably, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram for that. Imbolg official on Facebook. Um, you know, so, um, you know, that, that's, you know, how uh, you can do that. And of course the, um, YouTube is FAR rock network, but if you just type in involved, you know, music or look in video. Yeah. Band, band. Yeah. Or if yeah. you just slam forever autumn records all together, it pretty much comes yeah. up as well. That's fantastic, yeah. man. I've had a blast talking to you. You have so Thank many different likewise. interests. <laughs> you know, there's so many, so much flavor to each individual person that comes together and forms this band. And, and I'm glad that you're working together and to build something. Put, Thank you. Put, put your Thank you. creative juices together and, and uh, making people happy, man. That's what, you, that's what people do. They get, 
you know, it, it takes a lot to, to get somebody out of their, out of their chair, out of their comfy, easy chair. And I, I hope that, you know, people know that when they go out and support the bands such as in bold and then go and meet them at the merch table afterwards, you know, uh, give a fist bump, buy a CD or a t-shirt. That's how you support the band. That's fantastic. Oh, and we have beautiful <coughs> graphics, you know, I have to say, yeah. like, this, this happened, I can say it because I didn't, you know, it wasn't, I'm, I'm complimenting, you know, somebody else, you know, the, the people who did it, not, not myself. And Yeah, know, who designed that album cover? Shout out to Nate on all of this, because because Imbolg is, is is mostly Nate's hard work. He's, he's yeah, very modest about really it. Is. I really admire Nate. Yeah. Thanks. That's what I like. Well, it's good to I be like a part of the show. Everybody. All um, right. I, I Angel usually... Lopez did the first album yeah. cover, and his apprentice, Jay Peralta, I believe they both work with Marvel Comics, and they're at all the Comic-Cons. Jay Peralta, um, he goes by Atra Messor. <laughs> He did the album cover. I gave them some kindergarten sketch. Oh, here's the moon. And this one, here's an angel here and make this cobblestone. And then it wasn't what I expected it would be, the colors and everything. I'm like, I let you run with it. That's just how things work. That's kind of like how, um, you know, they did. It was uh, a band and, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I, I mean, that was like uh, Eddie Van Halen from, um, he did the, solo on beat it they were like you know we just let the guy come in and do his thing how he sees fit and whatnot not give him direction and you know it just comes out better that way when people can feel the things out and stuff you know oh that cover with the angels is amazing i'm definitely going to put that as part- just, yeah and that's on our t-shirts as well yes the, yeah. we have we have men's and women's the women's is cut differently they're really cute yeah. they have like kind of puffy sleeves and they're they're sh- they're shorter and they're more you know they look like women. Yeah, <laughs> they're more shaped like women. Throw that they're on the really front of cute. on the front of Ken Holly's drum kit too, man. I, I, you got to have that out there. It, it just lends itself to to being postered. All right, I usually finish these things off with last words for the people. I mean, I I don't I don't know who to who to give first last words and and who to give last last words. Should we go in <laughs> in order of of how they got into the band? Hmm. That would put it uh, at Nate, Ken, then Hannah, then Chris. Huh. All right. Very let's good. do that. Let's do that. Last words for the people. It could be something that, you know, words to live by. It could be something that just popped into your head at this moment in time. I'm going to give it to Nate. Nate, you give the first last words for the people, and then I'll give it to everybody else as well. Nate, last words for the people. Oh, uh, just, you know, I want to thank everyone who was supporting us and, you know, uh, just, you know, keep on living and everything. And especially now, you know, um, you can't let things get to you or let things be taken away from you. You know, you just got to follow your gut and your instinct. Um, but, you know, we can't wait to come back out on you know, on tour and see everybody and, you know, creating music, um, you know, just, uh, shout out to everyone who's listening. Um, you know, my, I think my mom's listening and, um, hopefully my friend rock and Richie Rye, um, Mark and Kitty, they were people that were in the band. They're, uh, down in Florida now, hopefully them 
um, you know, just uh, anyone who's out there, you know, that supported us, we appreciate it. And, you know, we can't wait for this uh, to subside when the warm weather gets out and we can come out and play again. So, Thank you, Nate Dowcase. All right, Ken Holly, last words for the people. Uh, I, I, I just want to say it, it's been such an honor to actually uh, be on, on the show with you guys, with you, and uh, just, I want to say thank you for that, and uh, thanks to everyone that, that that actually tuned in or is listening to this this podcast. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's been a fun ride with the band so far. I can't I can't wait to, to lay down some new tracks and actually uh, you know start work on some new stuff. But in the meantime, we're having a good time. Yeah, thank you, Ken Holly. All right, Hannah Steinbach. Last words for the people. So I say, yes, absolutely follow your dreams. I learned that the hard way by being awake. Music was definitely my first love. And then I I languished, you know, because I thought that um, I had to, I thought that it was like all or nothing, that if you weren't like uh, playing Carnegie Hall or Madison Square Garden or something, you, you know, you'd get shot or something for, you know, for playing music. And no, that's not true. You can really um, affect people, have an effect on people, and you can um, you can make your own dreams come true. So definitely always, um, you know, never give up, and good things will happen. Thank you, Hannah Steinbach. And thank you for having us on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, All thank right, you. bass player Chris Dynan, last but not least, last words for the people. All right. Well, I want to first say thank you for having us on the show. Um, this has been a blast. I want to thank uh, Nate, Ken, and Hannah for having me in the band. And I really look forward to it. Uh, thank you. And thank you. And uh, look, look forward to a very bright, lucrative, productive, creative future. And um, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Love is the law. Love under will. So follow what comes natural to you. Do not feel ashamed about it and love yourself, love what you do and, and fulfill it with your most uh, creative, passionate um, umph, gumption. Well, there you have it, party people. In Bogue, the band. Yeah, you had uh, Nate Dalcase, and the he's the front man and the guitarist and the vocals and, and pretty much the brainchild, I guess. And then you had the drummer, uh, Ken Holly, and then you had the keyboardist, Hannah Steinbach, and then you had the bass player, Chris Dynan. I love it. They all had individual stories, and they all come together to form one band in Bogue. I look forward to hearing more and more and more from them. Man, just rock on. And, and that style, that goth style, that uh, Celtic style, it, it reflects. You know, you got your beliefs, and it, it definitely reflects in your creativity. I can dig it. And I look forward to hearing more uh, in the future as time progresses. All right, party people. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If you'd like to tell your story, yes, you, the loyal listener, you know, everyone has a story. I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. 
I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening radio what the music you want with another great quote it's better to be hated for what you are than to be loved for what you're not andre geed autumn leaves the music you want is on RadioWhat.com. Hey, guys. This is Shelly G. She said, what? Well, you are going to have to listen to the countdown to hear what I say. And make sure to keep listening to Radio What for more information and trivia. She said, what? What?